Chris and Chris Talk Movies. Hello! No, I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, welcome <laughs> back to the podcast. Um, my name is Chris Ferry, and of course, this is my co-host. My name is Chris Huddleston. And today, we are both very excited to be talking to you about the, when was it? 80, 88, I think. The 1988 horror film, Pumpkinhead. Uh... Afraid raising the dead ain't within my power. Will it be all right? Should I be afraid? It's coming! <laughs> Looking for an old woman. She lives somewhere in the mountains hereabouts. All she can do is take you straight to hell. You go home and you bury your boy. Some folks will say is how she's got powers. Who are you? Kid Harley. What do you want, Ed Harley? Say it. You're looking for vengeance. Vengeance. Say it. There's no graveyard way back deep in them woods. The thing you're looking for is in there. It was an accident. Pumpkinhead, do you have a synopsis for us, Mr. Huddleston? I do. So, uh, Pumpkinhead was an 88 film, as we said. It was directed by Stan Winston, who Stan Winston was more of a, known as a an effects guy. He worked on Jurassic Park, and I think he designed The Predator, and worked on Terminator, and you know, all kinds of stuff. Uh, so it was directed by him, and the synopsis is, after his son dies in a hit-and-run accident, Ed Harley, Lance Henriksen, seeks revenge against the teenagers responsible. With the help of a local witch, Ed summons, summons the vengeful demon Pumpkinhead to hunt and kill the group of friends. But when Ed discovers a bond between himself and the creature, he begins to have second thoughts about employing the vicious monster, and he fights to end Pumpkinhead's murderous rampage before it is too late. That might give away too much, I don't know. Sorry. So you had, uh, this was a first timer for you, correct? Correct. I had not right. seen Pumpkinhead. Uh, I liked Pumpkinhead. I, I liked it. I enjoyed it a lot. It was short and sweet. Well, sweet. It was concise. There wasn't a lot of fat, if any, in this movie. It just got right to it. Um, there's a lot of uh, a lot of uh, positive things I have to say about it. I like the performances in it. It was great to see Lance Henriksen have a lead role. You know, I've I've a lot of movies I've seen him in. He's peripheral. I thought the the way they established the relationship with him and his son was fantastic in the beginning. Uh, super sweet kid. Super sweet you know, dad, son, dad bond there. And it really set up 
So of course, spoiler alert, we spoil these movies. But when when the son, when he loses his son, uh, it's very painful because it, right away they've established that there's this wonderful bond between these two. And I just thought that was super duper effective. A lot of horror movies, a lot of movies in general don't seem to take the time or because this doesn't spend a lot of time on it, uh, don't seem to establish that as effectively. They just take it as given. They're like, oh, this is the son. They love each other. He lost his son. Now he's furious. But we don't. you don't feel it like you do in this movie, which I thought was great. Um, you know, the, the 80s, uh, the, the teens that are the problem, uh, it's kind of fun, the performance choices that they're making and the costume choice, you know, there's a heavy and he's the, the big bad guy and he's kind of a caricature of, you know, the incorrigible bad dude or whatever. And they're riding these dirt bikes. I'm like, <laughs> This is what you do for your kicks is you come out here and hurt people riding your motorbikes. And it was like, uh, I can just ride my motorbike wherever I want and nobody could stop me, you know, and, and all that. But it was mainly just that one guy. The rest right. of the group of kids were just kind of normal. They weren't real douchey or anything. Yeah. No, they were actually pretty, pretty nice. And and I think what the other thing I liked about this is so you know, if it if you had to fit it on a t-shirt. This is just a horror movie. Man loses son. Man has witch called down vengeance demon to get revenge. And you think, okay, so there's probably an animatronic monster. Check. You know, there's probably some um, scary chases. through. There's a cabin in the woods, right? There's some scary nighttime stuff. Check, check, check. So it, it ticks off all the boxes. It is very much the thing that it is. But I felt like it was actually, and this is the script and the direction. I felt like it was it went it ran deeper than that. It bothered to, it didn't paint the teens as a bunch of like. Well, first of all, the, the uh, it was genuinely an accident that killed the kid. Like it wasn't like they were hot riding in the beginning. They're kind of hot riding their car around, and I thought, oh man, the kid's gonna run out in the road and get killed because. These guys were being reckless assholes. They definitely but, kind of set that up like it's going to be a pet cemetery kind of a thing. But they were just riding their motorbikes across the street and up in the hills. Like, I mean, it's obnoxious. Those things make obnoxious noise and they're loud and the guys are jumping around and it doesn't look safe. But it doesn't look like it's unsafe to the area. It just looks like they're these kind of daredevil people getting their kicks i don't know if they're training for some sort of competition or what they're doing i don't know why there's like eight of them yeah <laughs> when there's just two people riding their bikes but and then the dog starts barking and the, the guy has to run and do an errand and he leaves his son watching the store and the dog starts barking and runs across the street towards the loud bikes and the kid goes after him and they all try to stop him they're like wait no little boy stop you know i mean they see that it's dangerous. They try and prevent it. And, and of course, we know by that point what's going to happen is these bikes come flying over the hills. 
they can't see them. They come jumping over a leap and then the kid is just, they're already on the descent and then the kid is standing right there. So it was 100% a tragic accident. In the aftermath of it, it's mishandled a little bit. Like there's times when you're like, oh, if we could just pause time and like slow this down a little when the guy shows up, then they all kind of run, which is bad, but that's led by the main guy. The main and, guy took off because he had warrants or something, but the rest were there wasn't the phone didn't he work, hurt some other girl in a similar way. Him. You're like, how many times do you have to run over yeah. someone on your bike? <laughs> but the but, rest of them were trying to find a phone. And the rest of them have a conscience and they're trying to do the right thing. And they're trying to bring him around, he even locks two of them. And, the you know, he hits one of the guys with like, he goes rogue. Even he comes around in the end, right? things have already started to go bad and i don't think he even knows it yet but we the viewers know that this machine has already been set in motion and it's way too late but even the bad guy is kind of like you know for once in my life i'm going to do the right thing and you think wow really oh man he's had a change of heart he lets him out of the closet right and the thing is right outside at that point and kills them all but I just think that that's unusual that that instead of it just being about the monster mauling people, it's actually about this sort of tragic turn of events that wasn't clearly any single person's fault. And then this guy in his grief wants vengeance and sort of literally makes a deal with the devil and... Even he realizes, oh, God, what have I done? Right. So, I mean, the, 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 the horror of this is less about the big monster than it is. It didn't have to be this way, you know, mm-hmm. and I say yeah. that this is a movie with a, a giant monster and a witch and a cabin in the woods and a family of cliche, like offensively cliche hillbillies. <laughs> oh, that was Ooh, I have- loved. I'm sorry, I gotta get this Go last ahead, thing out. Man. Who have the all have perfect teeth, right? They have terrible. Yeah, yeah, hair. I noticed that. They're I filthy. They're yeah. literally wearing potato sacks. They've been they're covered in dirt, and they've got all of them perfect, sparkling white teeth, like Hollywood teeth. I never did figure out which one she was for sure, but I saw in the credits that uh, Mayim Bialik from Blossom and the Big Bang Theory and all that. She was one of the little girls. No kidding. Um, I didn't rec- I didn't recognize her in the movie, but one thing that really made me laugh is there's, so the, so it's, uh, and that's when Lance Hendrickson leaves to go, he goes to do an errand for the, to, to like take, it's like a feed store and he takes, yeah. he's taking feed to those people. And they're these, it's the dad and a bunch of kids and they're, they're really backwoods people and the kids get out while the dad is talking to Lance Hendrickson. And one of the girls of the, the motorbike people has a camera. And the girl's like, what's that? And, and his brother's like, that's a camera. And I thought, is there anywhere in 1988, was there anywhere in the United States that there would be a person that wouldn't know what a camera was? They're so, they live so deep in the wood, in the woods that they've never seen a camera, you know? It wasn't like they were in the rainforest or something. Right, <laughs> right. I mean, uh, that was just outrageous. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was. Um, it it was definitely. 
like I, it did not offend me being they a West Virginian. I, I was yeah. not offended by it, but I did think this is not necessary. I mean, we don't need to paint them like there's some tribe of quasi human mongoloids. Yeah, they're yeah. people. Yeah. <laughs> so I agree with you on all of the, I felt like all of that stuff with the, the connection with Lance Hendrickson and the son was played really well. Um, the stuff with the kids, you know, all of the acting was pretty good. When he goes and finds the witch uh, and, you know, she tells him to go into the cemetery and it's all foggy. Right. That was the atmosphere of that was so well done. And it kind of grows from like a fetus almost into, you know, into this big creature. The design, he has to go. He has to go dig it up. Yeah. Right. She says, go to the cemetery. Like and he's like, how can I find it? And she's like, oh, you'll know it. And you would. It's this nightmare of a cemetery with this huge. And that was all really cool. I loved all the design of that. I loved the way the monster looked. The only thing that I can really say as a real criticism of the movie is I think once the once Pumpkinhead starts killing the people, that's less interesting than the rest of the movie because it almost seemed as if, I don't know if there were things that they cut or what, but just him killing those people just it wasn't very he a lot he seems to do this his signature move was to grab them by the top of the head and pull them up you know? and then and drop but them that's yeah and then drop them so that but that's kind of where you want to see okay him kill these people in interesting ways and it was just none of that for all the creativity of everything else that was all just pretty bland to me i felt do you know what it made me think of? It made me think of that jar, Jaws thing. It's like the scariest parts when you don't see the shark. Yeah. It's like they built this animatronic pumpkin head. Sometimes it's a guy in a suit. Sometimes it's clearly a robot. Mm -hmm. They built it. And so they show the heck out of it. Mm -hmm. Lots and lots of shots. Or alien, you know, in the first one, you don't really see the xenomorph. Yeah. There's a reveal at the end, but the camera doesn't linger on it. It's mostly the shape in the dark. Um, and, and, you know, it's a little unfair considering how effects have evolved, but even in, in 88, you know, it looks not, it, it looks not real. Those animatronic yeah. things didn't ever, I mean, you go with it, they're kind of puppet, but I, I never really one of those monsters itself never really struck fear in me i can't even i mean even the xenomorph which i thought was great you know seeing the thing itself is supposed to strike horror in you and instead there's a part of my brain that's like oh cool it's got a mouth within a mouth or what you know what i mean like i'm looking at the thing they built and how the thing they built how it moves and oh is that stop motion or is that you know what i mean and maybe that's just me as an audience member like because of my interest in this stuff but i i think this would have benefited if that segment of the movie was somehow more if there was more of a storyline to the cat and mouse of it mm -hmm. than oh it, because there's really like there is eight of them and basically he grabs him by the head. There's a neat thing where where's a, there's a upsetting moment when they're in the cabin and 
he's got one of the women, young women outside, and he's got her by the head, and he smushes her face against the glass of the window. That was well done, yeah. And, and she's he, yeah. still alive, and she's sort of screaming while he's smearing her face around the window, and then he shoves her head through the glass, which I, I guess that kills her or breaks her neck or something. Yeah. But that was original to me. I thought, mm-hmm. I've never seen that before. And yeah. that's, you know, that's really, because you can have the actress doing that herself and just have the you know have a prosthetic thing you don't see the monster you just see its big claw like hand Mm -hmm. i thought that is that's not only really smart but that is really effective Mm -hmm. uh and i would have loved a lot more of that um at one point he kind of grabs somebody there's two of it's it's like four couples and at one point he grabs one of them and the others sort of stop and turn around realizing that one of them has been grabbed and then suddenly it's up in the tree like 30 feet up in the tree you're like whoa yeah. <laughs> get up and it's not a huge tree it's like up at the top of this tree that's again holding the victim by the head and just drops her mm-hmm. and there's a lot of like dropping dropping the victim <laughs> yeah and I'm i mean sh- once you're kind of like okay but if that's the mo you're like why does he just drop them yeah I'm sure him being a special, you know, a special effects guy who transitioned into directing that he, you know, wanted to show what he could do in terms of the monster. And again, it looks, it's a cool design. It it, it looks good. Sure. Show it a lot, but you would think that he would have been, okay, we're going to do, you know, the monster's going to, I think of like, uh, again, this was a CG thing. But like in uh, the new Suicide Side Squad where the shark guy takes somebody and just rips them in half, you know? Yeah. I think there would have been like, we're going to do all kinds of crazy stuff like like that. Effect stuff, yeah. Yeah, all kinds of effect stuff. But what's interesting is as a special effects guy transitioning to directing, he did such a good job with all of the non-effect stuff. Yeah. You know, all of the, for for a horror movie, there's some pretty good drama in it and, yeah and acting, you know so it's it's interesting that that to me was more effective than the actual where you would think he would have shined you know i i agree with you completely i wish more horror movies it's not the monster Right. I mean, the monster is scary because of what you're afraid it's going to take away from you. And you go, well, your life and you go, right. But what is your life? I mean, your life is the time, your relationships, your the things that you're still planning to do. Right. Nobody wants to die. A monster coming in the window is scary because you're afraid it's going to kill you. It can look scary. But what is scary about, I mean, a kitten coming in the window is not scary. A kitten is coming in the window is adorable because you don't think it's going to end your life. So the monster itself is scary. But time and time again, they're like, this is scary because of this thing is scary in these specific ways. No, it's scary because it's going to it's going to take away everything you have mm-hmm. and everything that you're still planning that you've been putting off but want to do because you think you've got all the time in the world. And that's about human relationships. And this, this, the kid, his love of his son is so sweet and wholesome. And it's taken away, not cruelly in an evil way, but just by stupid, banal 
bad luck. You know, it's just a, it's just a tragic accident. And it's not even an accident because these, you know, reckless, you know, jerks. I mean, they're jerks, but they're not being, they're doing what they're doing. It's that the kid runs up into the middle of it, chasing his dog, you know, and, and they yeah. try to stop him. And you just think, oh man, none of this had to happen. And right from the get-go, right before you leave act one, you're already as an audience member feeling a sense of genuine heartbreak. You're like, oh, this is terrible, right? Which is, yeah. it's great for a horror movie because, you know, then we're going to go and meet the witch and we're going to, you know, and it's like, it's setting the stage of, wow, who would, who would go invoke something horrible like this? Well, you know, if, if you were that guy and had that relationship with your son, you might, you know, so you're already on board in a real way. And initially, I think it was a, a pet cemetery kind of thing, because I think he thought he could go to the witch and she could bring his son back. But instead, it was like, nah, that's not the deal that you get. You can get vengeance, but you can't you can't have your your son's life back. But I love it that this thing doesn't waste any time. Mm hmm. We don't waste any time him asking people about that or describing what he wants. That's all just shown and not told. It's the way he carries his son's body around. He lovingly wraps his son's body up in a blanket and he's carrying around like he's ready to lay it in a hospital bed and be like, save him. You know, he doesn't say, I want her to bring, where's the woman? He goes and asks the folks that came to the feed store, like, where is she at? But it's not because I wanted to bring him back. But the guy even says, you know, she can't do nothing for him. She can't help him. Just go on home, forget about it. Mm -hmm. And then the kids, the guy's son sneaks out and tells him how to find the woman. And he get so, but she says that right off the bat, too. She's like, I can't, nothing I can do for him. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like, he's like, okay, then what can you do? It, it, I just, I love that. I feel like movies. Like this is an hour and a half movie. And there's a lot of movies that run two and a half hours long. And you're like, this is an hour and a half movie. <laughs> Why is this two and a half hours long? You know? Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. I rewatched, I, I, I rewatched the Avengers, uh, you know, a, a month or two ago. And I thought this doesn't need to be this long. Mm -hmm. They've got this big fight at the end with a bunch of CGI monsters. I'm like, this is boring. Like let's who wins. They win. Right. So then what happens? Yeah. 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 It's efficient uh, storytelling in this film. It's not really like they're, they really needed to add anything other than just more creative, more creative kills, I think. And I think the, the little added thing of where the witch, you know, more or less tells him, eh, you're not going to be happy about this, that he has this psychic link with the monster so that everything the monster is doing he's seeing it happen so he's tortured by that so it's like he gets to have his revenge which feels good maybe briefly but then he's tortured by oh i'm experiencing all of these people being killed and you know he's a he's a decent person so he doesn't want to continue seeing that happen um I and then ultimately in the end, he becomes the, yeah. the pumpkin head. So, so it isn't I, that the pumpkin head is this one thing. The pumpkin head 
that he digs up was the last person that invoked the pumpkin because right he realizes that psychic link and he shoots himself right and then mm -hmm. one of the one of the women needs to finish the job for him but but he decides oh the only way to stop this is to for me to stop it myself by killing myself i can't kill it he tries shooting it does burning it nothing happens when they when they both die it bursts into flames yeah and uh and then it shows the old woman burying this sort of shriveled it's a sort of a fetus like thing that looks like a pumpkin head but it's wearing the necklace that his son yeah. made him so you realize oh, okay so then she buries his body and the next person goes and digs it up it's him and it's just the vessel passes on yeah yeah i liked that that was i really liked it too it was simple i i you know what we're thinking about the kill things there were i think there really were four couples weren't there eight people there were like four yeah, four men so. and four women and they're young you know they're in their 20s and we we see a little bit of differentiation oh this one's sort of a journalist maybe or she's just a photographer and we get to we get to know them a very little bit in the middle but then it we get right into the thing of it where they're being hunted down and and one thing i would have liked is like if you can have eight people you have to do something to make them distinct because i did lost track two or three of them were blonde and I'm like which one is that it doesn't matter the movie was sort of like i don't think about it too hard i'm like well you brought them <laughs> like <I don't>, yeah. <laughs> you introduced eight characters <laughs> i don't know you know why eight i think it would have been cool the killings could have had something to do with their individual like maybe one one pair of them tries to tries to get out and get to a phone and one i don't know something yeah some kind of yeah they just that that was the area where they really lacked cre creativity that just got to it was just bland and not very um i don't know well drawn out i guess but even Did that you, part of the movie moved pretty quickly yeah yeah so None it of wasn't it was, like wallowing around in it it was never slow i mean it takes a while for I was really honestly, I, I saw this when it first came out on video. So I probably saw it in 88 or 89 or something like that and, and remembered just the basic plot, but not much about it. Um, but I, I was surprised that it spent as much time as it did developing the relationship with the, because there's a lot of horror movies. For, for like, for, did you ever see Mandy, the, uh, uh, the, the Nicolas Cage movie? So his wife get basically these bad guys kill his wife. And in the beginning of, and it's kind of a slow burn, but you've got a couple of scenes in the beginning that set up. It's like, oh, she likes to draw and she likes to read. <laughs> it's basically, and she tells some weird story to him uh, from when she was a kid. And it's like, that's all the setup that you have of, it's like, so I'm supposed to be, you know, just, heartbroken that this woman gets killed but they didn't to me in that particular film they didn't really set up much for you it's just like okay i don't know i'm she likes to paint she likes to read and he's in love with her that's all i really know but i don't see much more reason to care you know and then the rest of the movie is him going and hunting down these people it's a revenge movie yeah it's a revenge movie yeah so i was surprised with this how much time it set up 
his relationship with his child and even you know some of the relationship with these kids to where they weren't just completely two-dimensional you know they had a little bit more dimension to them yeah um did you watch this on i think i watched this on prime is that is that where you saw it yeah i definitely feel like this is a movie that you know is a small film but it um i think there were three sequels which i've not seen any of the the sequels but this is one that definitely could use a remaster i think because it looked it just you know a lot of it's real dark and um seems like it could really be cleaned up i don't know what studio owns the the rights to it but you know there's a there's been a lot of stuff with these kind of classic 80s horror films that some smaller like shout factory is one that does some where they buy up the rights to a lot of these films and they do these really excellent you know 4k transfers on them and and put a lot of special features on them and all that whereas this one seems like it could it could use that Oh, sorry. You know, if looked washed out, I think if I was going to remake this movie today, I would skip the whole creature animatronic. I would skip it being a big otherworldly monster. Mm-hmm. And I would just make it. I It would be closer to a zombie, I think, in my mind. And it wouldn't be just purely that it would have some demonic flair to it. But the transformation thing that so at the end when it's Lance Hendrickson, right? It's like, oh well, it's not the same. The 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 body is just the vessel of this demon. You go and you bury the next and you could still make it scary and you could do some fun makeup effects on maybe do that. kind of an evil dead kind of a thing. Yeah, I don't know, something. But I mean, mm-hmm. this thing was 10 feet tall and white like a maggot mm-hmm. and had a kind of a it looked very much like a xenomorph actually i mean it didn't have a long yeah. sort of you know penile head it had sort of a more of a pumpkin head but it it had a tail and it had the sort of big protruding shoulder spikes that didn't seem to serve any purpose and it had big claws and i mean i get I think it he worked on i think he worked on aliens with uh because he worked sure. with with uh what's his face uh cameron a lot sure so i'm just saying in a woulda coulda shoulda sort of way i -hmm. think this you could because you could remake this movie on i don't this didn't seem like a huge budget movie to me but you could make this you could almost make this you know independently and keep the story just as tight and it would be about getting creative and and finding uh you know, set decorators that could make the witch's hut look. I mean, you could totally remake this movie. Oh yeah, and flesh out. Um, and I'm sure they will at some that point. killing sequence, but yeah, like you said, I think the when Pumpkinhead himself comes on or itself comes on the scene, I think you're supposed to be like, "Wow, this is terrifying." Uh, and maybe audiences you know. were in '88. Yeah, you know? I, I I remember, you know, I was a teenager, but I remember it being in in my memory, it was pretty scary. Uh, but now it's not. Yeah, I mean, what 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 they've done with effects now is 
it's insane. It's oh, yeah. when we were a kid watching Star Wars, that was all practical. And we were, I was so delighted because that was sort of what was in my imagination when I read comic books and stuff like spaceships and lasers, you know, mm-hmm. laser swords. Excuse me. Um, you know, nowadays it's like, well, I mean, l- looking at Dune, the the one that uh, Denny Villeneuve did, the visual effects in that are are bonkers, and they're on this mm-hmm. scope of like, it's just insane, you know. Those, those sandworms, those worms, bro. Yeah, <laughs> right? yeah, yeah, those worms, bro. Yeah, that that shot of the sandworm, like looming over them and they're just staring up into its maw and the sort of sounds it's making you're just like that's amazing you can really make anything manifest on the screen if you do it right with with cgi it's oh yeah for sure so do you recommend this one i do yeah i i um you know you're more of a horror enthusiast than i am horror uh but i i appreciate a lot of the elements and of course i have been part of making a couple of horror movies which is enormously fun and i think that was kind of my way in i didn't really have any interest in horror movies before that and then making them i'm like oh well actually it's really they're really fun to make and then i sort of came around at it that way and the the storytelling of it and the premises of it and it's adjacent to sci-fi and i think this is a nice clean concept i think it's very tightly executed uh i think lance henderson is great the kid is great all the you know the performances are great um it doesn't linger there's no wasted time and you know you're left at the end of a horror movie you get that kind of there's a sort of a sickening twist. I'm like, oh, it's him now. He couldn't prevent the cycle from, you know, this is all just a horrible tragedy. Yeah. Um, no, I wasn't like weeping into my handkerchief, but sure. I appreciated this whole movie, despite all of the little criticisms we've been talking about. Uh, yeah, I watched it. I was like, oh, it was great. So I would, yeah, I would enthusiastically recommend it. Yeah. Yeah, I recommend it as well. It, um, I don't know that it quite held up to what my memory was of, of it because I remembered it being really scary and it's not. But I like, I enjoy creature feature movies. And I, I've said this before on the podcast that despite what we were talking about, that this looks kind of a lot like the Xenomorph. Um, I do still think that it's a cool design and that that's one of my criticism of, of more modern sci-fi and horror that they, so many of the monsters look alike. Um, and I like this, you know, because with CG, they don't have to worry about having a guy in a suit. And I still think the guy in the suit monsters are, are cool and effective. Uh, who doesn't love Lance Henriksen? I'm, I'm sure there's probably somebody listening to this and they're like, you know who I hate? Lance Hendrickson. I can't stand that guy. But, <laughs> but you know, he's, I don't know. He's a fan favorite. And I looked up and I'm always curious. Uh, this, I think, is an indication that you're getting old. I'm always curious as the age of actors in movies. 
because he's there's a for whatever reason they have a, a scene in the beginning where he's been outside working and he has his shirt off and he's in really great shape yeah and uh, he was 48 when this came out so so no i thought it was going to be like oh he's just he's always looked old but he's 32 or something but he was 48 wish i looked so, like that he yeah really shredded yeah he's shredded um he they give a him a performance. They give him a, a set of. Did you notice like a set of prosthetic front teeth? Did you I notice that? Notice that no. You really only see it later in the movie where he's sort of making the faces. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it, they're almost like rabbit front incisor teeth, like buck wow. teeth. I didn't pick up on it. And I thought, I thought, a was he wearing those the whole time? And I think he actually was. Hmm. B, did they make him bigger and emphasize them more at the end when they had the eyes, the contacts in to make him look more like Pumpkinhead? Ah, uh, yeah. Or was this all like, well, he's a good-looking guy, and you wouldn't have a guy that's good-looking out in the country, so we got to give him bad teeth or something? I don't know. Or maybe I don't know. Yeah, I didn't pick up on it, but uh, but it, um, you know, you've got a the spooky cemetery and the fog and all that and you know the kids out in the in the cabin sort of cabin in the woods and everything so yeah it's it's really effective and a fun movie and i think i'm going to i think i'm going to check out uh see what the sequels are like because then he comes back in one of them or i don't know they lance anderson does yeah, I don't know how that works no exactly. Kidding. I don't know if he's the same guy or a different character or what. But yeah, he's a twin the, brother from the city. Twin, twin brother, from the, he's the city mouse. Um, and it, the the most recent one was sometime in the two thousands. So, uh, anyway, but yeah, I I think it's a fun movie. I I definitely recommend it. I concur. So that so being know, decided, what's that? Oh, go, go ahead. ahead. I was saying that that being decided. Dot dot dot. Uh, I was going to say, uh, I know you've been busy watching submissions for the film festival, but you, have you watched anything else of note? I have recently? been watching the Boba Fett episodes, ah, Book yeah. of Boba Fett, as they come out. I'm really enjoying that. I think I've maybe we should. The first two. Oh, you haven't seen the third one yet? No, I haven't seen the third one yet. I think we should. Um... It's talking great. about them when it's all done. Yeah, you'll like it. I don't know that yeah. it was. Yeah, you'll like it. Okay. They keep introducing new stuff. And I'm like, oh, this is great. Like every episode, they bring this new thing. And you're like, excellent. Um, nice. But uh, I don't think we should go too much into it here because some people may not have yeah. caught up on it. But I'm. Re- you had said at one point that you almost enjoy it more than The Mandalorian, or maybe you do. I, I think I do too. I think that it took everything that it learned that was great about the Mandalorian, processed it. And then, you know, and it's a little bit unfettered. I mean, baby Yoda is great. And that whole plot line is great, but I think the Mandalorian is spent a lot of time trying to sort of tether itself to the canon and fit itself into the canon. And that's all fine. This one feels like a little more of a, a bottle episode it's like meanwhile on tatooine you know yeah i like that and there are details that you and i can talk about offline that are little things that that it's just like the things they throw in that feel can just feel like they're more for the fun of it Mm -hmm. 
then for, you know, needing to serve some bigger architectural purpose, I think they're like, well, we're going to do one season of this. We're going to make it fun as hell and everyone's going to love it. And so far, a lot of stuff for old school fans. So far, I'm like, I do. I am <laughs> yeah. loving it. You son of a bitch. I'm yeah. in. I'm in. Rick Sanchez, son <laughs> of a bitch. Um, I watched the first episode of Peacemaker, which is the spinoff show that's on HBO Max, a spinoff of um, Suicide Squad, which was okay. I mean, the movie was all right, but kind of so far what I've seen of this a lot better than the movie oh. i think it's very uh it's not for all sensibilities because i don't think if this were a movie i don't think they could get an r rating it's lots of profanity and sex and violence and it's just crazy wow and the thing that's amazing is you know he did a good job in the in the movie as well but john cena is really funny yeah and I mean, he's a, a talented comedic actor. Now, yeah, he is. Really. Yeah. Um, so I would recommend it. I mean, it's it's very juvenile and uh, but it's fun. I, as, I think you would as like you it. Respect. Have you seen the new Spider-Man yet? I have not. No, I haven't either. And my friend was starting to tell me about it on the phone. I'm like, I, 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 I haven't seen yeah. it. Yet. I was like, you haven't seen it yet? I'm like, I, I don't know. You know, I, I decided to wait for to watch it at home. Yeah, I just the numbers have been getting weird and I don't have a big movie theater around here. And I've been when I go to New York, I'm so busy down there. I don't have time to like sashay into a movie. You know, I want to get on the train and get back home. And I'm sure but I, I feel like I mean, I'm, I'm sure he was like, it's great. Yeah. He was just sort of like it, it goes so many interesting places and it really delivers. And I was like, wow, great. So I'm, I'm excited to see that. I like that franchise. Yeah, they've done a really excellent job yeah. with it. Um, I have never seen the um, the Andrew Garfield ones. I think I saw the first oh, really? one, but I but I never saw the second one. Um, I'm trying to think of who the who the villain was in the second one. The second one is that with Electro, and that's that's the Jamie Fox yeah character i think i don't know if they did yeah that or not but i think it's not the strongest of the movies not the strongest of the movies and so then i watched i watched two more new-ish movies movies that came out in 2021 i watched pig this movie with um nicholas cage that's gotten a lot of acclaim and i was pretty underwhelmed with it it's not a bad film. It's made well. He does a, uh, it's a first time director. He does a, an excellent acting job in it. He never goes crazy. Nick Cage, he's very subdued in it. But there's this, it, there wasn't a whole lot to it. It's very simple. And it's just, he's this guy that was this former renowned chef in Portland. And they don't explain it entirely how he wound up the way that he is but he now just lives in a shack in the woods with he has a truffle pig and he gets truffles and he has a guy who comes every week and trades he trades the truffles with this guy and this guy brings him cooking supplies he just cooks for himself um and somebody takes the pig and then he goes into the city to 
kill them all to, pig, to kill oh. them all to try to get the the pig back um and it i don't want to spoil it but it's fine but i i've seen you know this make a lot of people's top 10 lists for the movie or for the year and i was pretty excited about it from the trailer and it's i felt just okay i watched another one called censor c-e-n-s-o-r and it it's a british movie it's fictional but it's about the it's like early to mid 80s in england the um do you know about the video nasties no so the video nasties was they had this period when home video was becoming a big thing and in england they were worried about basically horror movies you know we're going to turn kids into monsters and make them killers and all this kind of stuff so they set up a they had a ratings board and there were i forget exactly what the number but there were a bunch of films that were banned um and some were really hardcore movies and others now if you would watch them now they were really low budget and they just seem laughable today but from my understanding, there was kind of a hysteria with this. And, you know, people really thought it was kind of like Tales from the Crypt comics in the 50s when people thought they were making kids into juvenile delinquents. And there was the same kind of feeling with these films at the time. And I think video stores, if, if they had banned movies in their store, they could get prosecuted, you know, and all this kind of stuff. So anyway, the story is about this young woman who works for the ratings board and so it's it's basically kind of her just seeing all these gross movies and the the movies are fictional in the film that that they're um so it's not like it's texas chainsaw massacre it's you know these made-up titles but she, through flashbacks we see that she has her sister uh had disappeared she thinks when they were young they were in the woods together and something happened the little girl disappeared and she's always had problems with that throughout her life now as an adult and she becomes obsessed that one of the actors in a series of horror movies that she has seen is actually her sister grown up and um that she was abducted and like forced to be an actor or whatever and so she uh sort of goes on a quest to find this lady and i won't say anything more but it's um it made a lot of lists as well um it's a very slow burn and kind of just a sad film i mean it's it's horror-ish more kind of the what her life is surrounded with that she's watching all these movies all the time but it was a really interesting you know just kind of a small again like a 90 minute um really well-made British film. Uh, that's kind of a psychological horror thing, I would say. It's an interesting premise. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think it's some, I think you might enjoy it. It, it was, it's a, it's an interesting film. You I know, like, I like it a lot more than pig. Speaking of the film festival stuff, you know, there's one movie I'm thinking of that is slow and it's pretty clear to me that that's deliberate it's a period piece about uh, a loner who is sort of you know living out in the woods and you're sort of like 
he's quasi insane. You know, I mean, he's borderline. He's on a mission, but he's also kind of unhinged and the loneliness is kind of all done. None of this is explicitly spelled out. But in terms of what actually happens over the course of the film, and it's a short, but it feels quite long. I I understand pacing as a, you know, that's a, you're setting a tone and you're, it's like, or like Barry Lyndon, right? Barry Lyndon, he created cameras. He wanted to shoot it in period accurate lighting. So if it's an interior shot in this palace, it was all candlelight and he had to invent cameras that shoot film fast enough to work by candlelight. And so technically you think like that film is incredible. And he wanted the pace to evoke the pace of life at the time, right? But as a modern audience watching that film, it is mind-bendingly boring. And and I can sort of hear him being like, that's part of the point. And you're like, right. <laughs> Uh, you know, you know what I mean? But yeah. it's a it's a complicated ticket to ask someone to buy. Not that every movie has to be about throwing popcorn in your mouth. But when a movie is slow. I don't know. It has to be interesting. I think it's interesting that you brought up yeah. Kubrick because I wouldn't say that all of his movies are slow. The Shining is is you know, it's not like it's quickly paced in the same and in two thousand one, a Space Odyssey. You know, there's a lot Very of slow, yeah. there's a lot of stuff of just ships floating around and everything, but it's one of my favorite movies of all time. There's um, in most of his films, even though it's slow, there's interesting things happening. So the 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 worst thing really that a movie can be is boring. So. There are a lot of my, probably my favorite all-time films that are slow burns and done the right way. It's really effective. Yeah. Anyway, that was just a little aside. What would you like to view for our next time? I don't know. We, I don't know if there's too much that we've thrown around. We, when I watched Pig, I was actually going to watch um, Don't Look Up Instead the Leonardo DiCaprio movie and I and I watched Pig Pig instead of that. So that's something I'm sure I mean just even on my own. I, I watched watch that. Some, I, I watched oh, Don't okay. Look Up. I mean you if you want to talk worth, about that we can. You think it's worth covering? Sure. Okay. Why don't we plan on that one for for next week then? Okay. That's easy for me cuz I've seen okay. it. I, I might go back and rewatch it but I might not. I there's a unless there's, you know, unless there's something that you did no, you, a, I sent you a it's list a comedy a, really I mean it's kind of a dark comedy but it's it's not a horror movie you understand that oh right? sure sure okay. yeah 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 I know it's a satire um uh and I sent you a list of did you have, happen to have a chance to look at that list that I sent you of uh sci-fi like 2000 sci-fi I did films? yeah let me pull it up there were I'm, a few few on there that I'd never seen before Excuse me. That some might be kind of interesting. The Faculty. Have you seen The Faculty before? No. I've seen that's Sunshine. A, that's a fun one. The Faculty's fun. I've seen War of the Worlds. I have not seen Altered. Yeah, I'd never even heard of that before. Seen Avatar. Seen 28 Weeks Later. Seen Matrix Reloaded. 
have not seen Splinter. I've not seen that one either. Uh, Donnie Darko, of course, we've done. Primer, I've seen. Did we talk about Primer? No, I love Primer. That'd be a fun one to do as well. We could do Primer, but I would probably like have to rewatch 70 it. 70 minutes long, I think. Yeah. yeah. It's worth watching again. That is a great DIY. And then Star Trek, of course, I've seen Paprika. I've never even heard of that. Uh, yeah, it's an animated one. I've not seen it. Dreamscape movies. Paprika did it first and arguably better. Oh, just wow. That seems seems interesting. Time crimes we did. Moon, I think I've seen Moon. Yeah, I've seen Moon. Moon's great. District Nine. Oh. Have you seen District 9? Oh, yes. you have to watch District 9, man. <laughs> yeah. It's Neil like Blomka, man, in District 9. <laughs> Since South Africa. I, that is one of my favorite movies. I love District 9. It's a um, The Fountain, which is... Have you seen The Fountain? I have. I, I mean, saw the movie theater. I think it's remarkable. I think it's, you know, there's problems. But, um, oh, my God, the mist. Uh, Minority Report is, a, is, I think, a great movie, Spielberg. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that I can watch the mist. I, I know the book, and I know how this thing ends. Uh, I have a feeling that that, one would re- that really hurts. Watch the, the mist movie. is okay. It's Artificial intelligence, seen that, seen AI. I am legend. I'm a big fan of that it. one. Yeah, Wally. Splice. I've not seen Splice either. So it seems like the main ones that we've each not seen are the same films. So Altered, Splice, Splinter, Paprika. I've not seen any of those. Yeah. Serenity. Saw that. Children of Men. Oh, I've never seen Serenity either. Oh, really? Yeah. I never watched Firefly. You know, there's a whole fan base that it's like, why was this thing never picked up? Mm-hmm. It's fun. Um, I think I came to it late. Like I didn't, I didn't catch it when it first aired. And I think when it first aired, it would have felt ahead of its time. Mm-hmm. And since then, you've got things like The Expanse and the Battlestar Galactica reboot and a bunch of stuff that is this a ragtag crew of da ba da da ba da And there's just the one season of it, I think. I don't think there's ever they ever made more than one season. I don't think but, so, no. Uh, but, but Firefly was fun, you know? And I'd be like, I, I was just starting to get its hooks in me. Like, if they'd have made a season two, I watched it. Yeah. So it's interesting. I, I don't know the whole story of why they canceled. Oh, this is way late in the day. I want to do a correction. I read an article after we spoke about the Matrix that that whole thing about the script being stolen has been debunked. Was, it was not true. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know if anybody listens to more than one of these in sequence, but <laughs> I went on a whole thing of like, well, I heard a story. I mean, I did caveat that I didn't know it was true or not. It, apparently it's not. It's not true. Or there's no evidence of it, or it was thrown. I out like that or something. story though. <laughs> well, I think that's one of the reasons why it's 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 it has, still has traction. Is it's just, yeah, it seems believable. If you feel like two and three were a real letdown, then the explanation of well, they didn't write the first one, so they couldn't write the second, makes a kind of an emotional gut level satisfying sense. You're like now whether or not they stole it or bad people, I don't know about you know, but. 
apparently yeah. it's all hoo-ha. So sorry, everyone. Retraction. Um, I'm sure you saw that, uh, not surprisingly, there are no plans right now for a Matrix 5 based on the performance of Matrix 4. Good. Because it bombed pretty hard. Yeah, you know? there's no need. So, yeah. we, we, I mean, it was amazing. The first one was amazing. You can't go home again, I guess, in that case. Um, yeah, so I don't righty. I don't know. So we're going to do Don't Look Up for next time. Don't Look Up is a Netflix movie. It's out. You can watch it. It's Leonardo. It's a bunch of people in it. Yeah. It is a yeah. satirical dark comedy. That works for me. Great. Easy on me. I got a bunch of um, film festival stuff I got to do. So that takes Excellent. a little pressure off of me. Yeah. So in summation, if you've not seen Pumpkinhead, I feel like it's a lesser known, you know, it's not a movie from the 80s that people just talk about all the time. Right. Although it has its its fans. But if you've not seen Pumpkinhead, it's worth watching. And you know, it and actually, if you have Amazon Prime, it's free on Prime. It feels like an earlier movie to me. Like if you'd have told me this was from 1981 or 1982, I I would have unhesitatingly believed you. Mm-hmm. Um, this isn't the first, right? It there's not. This is not one of of firsts. It's not like oh, was this the first one where they had the killer cam? You know, this yeah. just feels like a very familiar little movie. But it is what it is, and it does it very not trying to be anything else yeah it's it does it very well i think so yeah great little movie and i can't i mean you're going to check up two and three i'm probably not interested unless you say they're amazing yeah sometime i those were not free that's the the thing that (laughs) That they're going to be great (laughs) that was the only thing that kind of stopped me is they if they were free on amazon i probably would have watched one or both of them but they're, you know, it's like three bucks or whatever. And it's like, I don't think, I don't know if I want to pay for it. I couldn't find it anywhere else free. So I thought I'll watch an episode of Boba Fett or whatever. So, so well, yes. Let me know when you watch that third Boba Fett because there's some fun stuff I, I want to I wanna get you take. I will. I will. Okay. And I definitely so, recommend Peacemaker. It's keep your kids away, but yeah, I'll check it out because I think he is, he is funny. It's, it's pretty. It's like I say, very juvenile, but but clever and in some ways, and just you know, it's very much that Guardians of the Galaxy, Suicide Squad humor. But this is really ramped up in the kind of shocking ness aspect of it. Interesting, and that's HBO Max. HBO Max, yeah. Interesting that yeah, they're. I don't think it could be released as an. Because you wouldn't want your kids to be watching that. Like you know, parents not paying attention might put that on for kids, and then you're like, oh, this but is not suicide. A... But Suicide Squad was R too. Yeah, you know? that's true. So yeah, so yeah. Yep. Okay. Well, Chris Thanks. and Chris talk movies at gmail.com. That's our handle. We are on YouTube. We are on podcast things all the podcasts and whatever you call them. We are on the socials. (laughs) Send us a ding or a poke face. I don't know. Not that. Don't poke our faces. Don't poke our Yes. Smash that like button and subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Oh dear. And from my end, Chris has frozen on that note. 
uh, we will talk to you next week.